The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Less than an hour to your word of the day, plus Justin Timberlake tickets for you to win this afternoon as well. Uh, Check this out. There are more reports, yes, more reports of an unidentified creature in Lake Okanagan. Take a listen to this. Right out there, 150 yards from the shore. Bill Stasiak says he's personally seen it twice, in 2015 and back in 1978. There's three humps in the water and ahead, moving towards Kelowna. He's a true believer. There's a species in this lake. There's absolutely no question. He was understandably excited for two brothers who say they saw Ogopogo earlier this month off Bear Creek Park. When you're sitting on the beach on a sunny day, you don't expect to see a dinosaur come out of the water. And since then, reports of sightings through his website, ogopogoquest.com, have taken off. All of a sudden, you have three in three weeks. Totally amazing. Another man saw a similar large snake-like object north of the bridge, and the other sighting came from his neighbour. And that was taken just straight out there. And while Stasiak says not all sightings are worth following up on... I've seen all the, all the two men in the canoe and the waves. And by the way, uh, you know everyone's seeing waves? And sometimes they're just waves. (laughs) That's all they are. He says most credible sightings of Ogopogo happen at this time of year. The majority of sightings historically in Okanagan Lake happened between the last week in August and the first week in October. So if anybody wants to get a picture of Ogopogo, they better get a camera and they better get out here on the lake. Doris Maria Bregalisi, Global News, Kelowna. Well, grab your camera, get out to the lake, um, because apparently this is the time to see it, whatever it is. Joining us this afternoon is Scott Alexander, senior biologist. He's a senior biologist and uh, has worked with uh, BC Parks for 20 years. Hi, Scott. Hi. Hi. Uh pleasure to be here and uh, just a quick correction i didn't ever work for bc parks oh, okay I was a contractor okay to bc parks so oh. they contracted out my services as a senior naturalist for the uh interpretive programming in the thompson and okanagan well thank you for clarifying i appreciate that scott so what do you think about <laughs> what do you think about these new sightings well uh, <laughs> you know you're talking to a scientist a yep. biologist and uh One of the things I always find fascinating about these uh, situations where you see all these reality TV shows with these Alaskan bush people in search of Bigfoot and uh, all the other uh, wonderful creatures that are out there, Um, uh, one of the uh, terms that people like to use to describe themselves when they they get involved in this is uh, big... uh, uh, highfalutin word called a cryptobiologist. Cryptobiologist. And crypto simply means secretive or secret <laughs> or unknown. And one of the fascinating things about being a cryptobiologist is you don't need any education. <laughs> you don't need a degree. You don't need a subject even that has been proven to exist. So what you're studying is something which has never been proven. Hmm. So um, I tend to take all these things with a bit of a grain of salt, but uh, I believe in the scientific method. And where I don't uh, discount uh, people's sincerity in some cases, 
uh, having having believed that they have seen something, um, I certainly uh, kind of draw the line at what it isn't, if you know what I mean. It isn't a monster. Well, uh, a monster is a is a pretty uh, a pretty colorful term to use. So if if you uh, look at the at the evolution of the uh, of the history and the legend of the Ogopogo here, it goes back approximately a hundred years, mm-hmm. and none of Western cultures have ever described the Ogopogo as a monstrous creature <laughs> or a or a dangerous creature. Okay. Uh, it tends to be what uh, the tourism Kelowna uh, likes to refer to as a big friendly creature that never hurt anybody, and <laughs> it's just a, a kind of a fascinating part of our uh, of our uh, city's culture and its background in the history. But uh, if you go back to uh, Native times mm-hmm. um, and the Native peoples here, First Nations people, uh, they tend to look uh, look at the Ogopogo in a much different light. It, uh, for them, uh, the Ogopogo was a uh, uh, a lake spirit, mm. uh, and uh, if it was upset, you knew about it. Hmm. Uh, it, it. To them, it was a monster and a dangerous creature. And uh, one of the more fascinating things that I learned in my uh, in my career as a as a uh, interpretive bus, uh, biologist with parks was um, having a chance to talk to a lot of the, uh, the, especially the elders from the uh, West Bank First Nation here. And I remember uh, an older lady uh, who was an elder uh, telling me that uh, her grandmother, back in the 1800s, used to tell the kids that if they went out too deep in the lake, that Yogopogo would get them (laughs) and haul them underwater and dismember them and eat them. Oh, my. Now, if I was an eight-year-old or a seven-year-old kid and my grandmother told me that, I wouldn't be going out very deep. <laughs> no. <laughs> so her, her definition of it was it was simply a method that Native peoples used to make sure that their kids didn't drown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It kept them safe. It was just well, a way sure. to keep them safe. Yeah. yeah. It might not, uh, in today's uh, Western cultures, it might not... Uh, it might, might not be looked upon as the best way to make sure your youngsters stay safe, but it worked for them. So these, uh, the, the, a couple of fellows are talking about having spotted something. I think it was, they said, near Bear Creek. I understand that you used to spend quite a bit of time around Bear Creek, Scott? Oh, about 25 years. Okay. So, so uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I was there uh, approximately five months a year, five days a week, uh, and uh, spent a great deal of time. Uh, one of the most rewarding parts of my life was uh, being involved in environmental education with the park system. Hmm. And uh, my, my home park, although I hired and trained staff for the entire Okanagan, my home park was Bear Creek. Okay. And I was a, a, bit, of a, a bit of an icon out there as far as uh, anything that, uh, you know, flew or, or burrowed in the ground or crawled yeah. or swam so uh, so i uh i was quite familiar with the area and uh many of the sightings and so on that have occurred here over that time period so some of those sightings that have occurred what have they turned out to be scott well uh, i'll tell you the most memorable one Jalen. okay uh, in 1989 there was a gentleman uh, from i believe salmon arm who claimed to have filmed oh. the ogopogo at bear creek provincial park and this was during the summer, I, I think maybe uh, July or August. Now, I, I was there as a biologist mm-hmm. and an educator uh, five days of the week. And nobody ever came to me and said, 
I think I saw something really bizarre. Uh, could you comment on it? Uh, and the first I heard about this was uh, one of our local radio uh, personalities gave me a call. Uh, I knew him quite well. And he asked me what I thought, and I said, well, this is news to me. I never heard anything about that. Um, and then uh, a little bit later, the fellow that took the video uh, called a press conference and was uh, charging, I believe, $100 a head <laughs> for media people to see part of the film that he had taken. And uh, right away, you, you start to get a little suspicious yep. because money is entering the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the equation. So anyway, my friend gave me a call the next day and said that he had gone to the... Uh, <laughs> He had gone to the press conference, and his boss had paid the $100. And he said that all it was was a, a kind of a, a, a pretty clear video of a beaver. <laughs> and uh, that particular year, we did have a, a big male beaver that used to go back and forth around dusk okay. from the log booms on one side of the park to, yeah. uh, to another side of the park. And quite a few people would see it at night, mm-hmm. quite, quite regularly. So um, the next part of this story is it, it actually developed into something that uh, we here in Kelowna used to refer to as the Ogopogo Wars, because <laughs> it got quite passionate. Um, uh, the next thing we heard was that this fellow had somehow contacted NBC's Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, jeepers. Now, that was a kind of a, real, a reality mm-hmm. uh, uh, program back in the 80s and 90s that Robert Stack used to act as the... Uh, uh, as the MC for the program, and if you remember Robert Stack, he was one of my childhood heroes because he was the star of The Untouchables. Yes. So anyway, uh, we heard that he had sold this video and that it was going to be featured on a segment of Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. Okay. So uh, a couple of months later, a couple of months had passed, and uh, I actually got uh, into a fair bit of controversy because I stated unequivocally that he might have seen something. But what it most likely was, and what the video was, of mm. a beaver. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a lot of, not a lot of people, uh, the vast majority of people that were involved in this whole thing knew that it was a beaver. Yeah. But there were passionate people on the other side that, uh, that didn't want it to be a beaver. They wanted it to be our legendary lake creature. Near lake and creature. I call him a creature because I don't like the term monster. monster. It makes him sound kind of formidable. So, Scott, what do you think this creature might be that people are seeing? I'm wondering, you know, there's been talk of sturgeon. Is that likely what it could be? Well, uh, one of the more fascinating aspects of the sturgeon uh, mythology, saying that it's uh, either one or more sturgeon surfacing, and sturgeon are the largest freshwater fish in mm-hmm. British Columbia. They're, they're massive mm-hmm. animals, but they're river sturgeon, not lake sturgeon. Yeah. And the, uh, the irony here is that Lake Okanagan has no sturgeon. Oh, okay. So it's a species that doesn't exist in our lake. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen one. Uh. Nobody's ever caught one. But yet the rumor persists that it's, you know, a 20-foot-long or couple, yeah. two, three sturgeon that are coming to the surface. And because they have very knobby, prehistoric backs, mm-hmm. they, tend to, they tend to be quite impressive if you ever see one in real life. Yeah. But they're restricted to river sturgeons, large... Uh, large uh, uh, rivers like the hmm. Fraser, for instance, or the Thompson have them. But there are none in Okanagan Lake. So what are but, folks seeing, Scott? What are they seeing? Yeah. 
the vast majority of times it can be explained quite logically. Uh, okay. A lot of times it's the logs that uh. have escaped from the log booms from our logging industry here. Uh, uh, probably the most common sightings are waves. And where some people might say, well, that's no wave. There, it wasn't, the water wasn't choppy, yada, yada. Um, there is a phenomena called um, amplitude enhancement, which uh, if a boat passes by on one side of the lake and another one passes by on the opposite side of the lake and produces a wake, yes, those two wakes move toward one another. And when they collide, even though the water may seem dead calm, you will see an increase of amplitude in the wave by twice. Huh. And if it happens to be three or four times that are sympathetic, you're going to get a big disturbance oh. in the middle of the lake, even though it seems glassy all yeah. around that, huh. that area. Huh. So uh, that uh, wave amplitude is another example. And believe it or not, I thought I saw the Ogopogo. Really? I did. Back in the mid-1970s, we used to do a lot of water skiing on the lake. Uh, you know, the Okanagan is a fabulous four-season playground out here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was water skiing out near uh, Rattlesnake Island, which is across from Peachland, B.C. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were doing maybe 35, 40 miles an hour, and I was uh, having a good time back there. And I, I happened to look toward the shore, and I saw something that looked like it was traveling through the water, and it had two fins hmm. sticking up. And I was absolutely shocked at the time. And, and uh, I yelled to the guys in the boat, you know, to go around. But they didn't hear me, and they, they didn't know what I was signaling about. So finally, I just let go of the rope. And no sooner did I let go of the rope than I thought, now that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> you just dropped into the water with, a, with maybe the lake creature within 100 yards of you. So I made my way back to the boat, and I told the guys what I'd seen, and at first they poo-pooed it, you know, and, and, but we, we went took the boat back and started looking around back there. And lo and behold, we saw it again. Oh, my. And what it turned out to be was a water ski <laughs> okay. with two rubber boots <laughs> where you put your feet. Yes, yeah. But it, it shows how yep. easy it is for your imagination to create something. <sighs> and, it, it, you know, I was for about five minutes a believer that there was something out there in the water that was alive. But it turned out to have a logical explanation. Yeah. yeah. An another instance of a sighting uh, occurred out near uh, Okanagan Center, which is at kind of the north end of the lake. And uh, somebody had sent a, uh, a video into the television station here, CHBC. And that video uh, depicted two creatures moving across the, this glassy lake and mm -hmm. leaving a wake. And I took one look at it and, uh, and told them I knew exactly what it was. It was a couple of common loons. <laughs> and this was very early in the That's morning, and the lake was really calm. But loons are, are heavy-boned creatures because they dive. They're a diving duck. Yeah. And they sit quite low in the water. So you really don't see anything mm. except the head. And from the distance away from where they were, all you could really see was these wakes wow. that their, their breasts were pushing. Well, and creating. 
Well, Scott, you know what I have to say? Yeah, I, I thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. We're out, we're, I'm out of time. I could talk to you all afternoon, oh, but I think you're, you're doing yeah. some re- renos too as well. But uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for this and uh, for dashing all of those hopes of all of those folks that saw thought they saw the late creature. But I love this conversation. Thank you so much. Well, we hope he's out there somewhere, but uh, somebody's going to have to get much better proof before <laughs> it's going to be scientifically accepted. Thank you, Scott. Alexander. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay, I appreciate the uh, chance to be with you here. Uh, All righty. And the website we were talking about as well is uh, ogopogoquest.com. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.